Welcome to the Old Galway Diary Podcast. Each week, Tom Kenny and I, Ronnie O'Gorman, write a column in the Galway Advertiser. Before it goes to press, we contact each other and share what is filling the page that particular week. This podcast is that conversation. And I would add, we enjoy talking to you and would appreciate if you would give us a rate and review on the Apple Podcast app. Tom, good morning, good morning. It's Halloween, Tom. I know, Ronnie, there's a mist <laughs> and hear a fog around Barna. There is isn't going mysterious. Well. Yeah. Very <laughs> mysterious this morning. That's very but nice. But it's lovely. Yeah, I, I agree. I like Halloween very much. I believe you're trick-or-treating in the Barna area. You're going out early. Someone said <laughs> you were going out at three o'clock to make sure you cover as many houses as you can. <laughs> well, you know, my... When I think back, it was very simple in our day. Yeah. Uh, there was a basin put on the table. Absolutely. And bits of apple with coins in it uh, thrown in. Uh, there was an apple tied to a string, tied to something on the ceiling that swung yes. back and forth. And there was a barn brack. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously there were all kinds of tokens in the barn brack. And it, you were either going to be married or divorced or whatever. I can't remember with all of the little symbols you got. But that was it, really. Yes, you know? I know. I know. Yeah. There was nothing else. It has but become Halloweenized. Yeah, uh, it's really in our time. It's a week-long festival now, I think. I gather it's a week-long uh, carry-on. Certainly, we had the basin of, of apple as well, bobbing apples in the basin. And the uncle yeah. sometimes, we used to do this with our cousins, the uncle would sometimes put in a two and sixpenny shilling piece, a coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crown, and we'd submerge our faces and snot and water and every damn thing you're going to mess, trying to get that damn half crown. It yeah, was exactly right. Yeah, a matter yeah, of life yeah, and death, yeah. life and death. Yeah, yeah. And and the brack, as yeah, you and said, I, yeah, I, I think there was a blind man's buff game as well. Yeah, uh, that we played as well, but it was all very innocent and harmless, and there was nothing about witches and gulls and skeletons and graveyards and. You know, it's uh, it was back to the kind of original Samhain uh, yes, Irish festival, yes. really. You know? Yes, yes. We shouldn't forget that, actually, because I love these old Celtic divisions of the year. And as you say, Eith yeah. Samhain, it has a kind of a magic to it. It was a time when they, the farmers living in these round forts, they slaughtered animals and they kept other animals for fertility over the year. And, of course, having animals for warmth as well, was very important during the cold winter, you can imagine. But the crying and the shouting and all of that was the slaughter of animals, which, of course, would echo across the countryside. And uh, it was a very sacred time because these divisions and salting of meat and storing of meat in underground caverns was terribly important, very important. Absolutely, yeah. And it meant that... Yeah. It was a new season starting. Totally. And there is That's this feeling, represented. Mm-hmm. there is this feeling of winter starting on the next day, isn't there? You know, the evenings are darker. There's no question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, the time change, obviously, 
accentuates yeah, yeah. that as well. I don't yeah. I don't like the time change myself. I always take a, a day or two to get used to it. But however, I'm just about used to it now. <laughs> but listen, Tom, what are we talking about this week? What are you writing about? Well, I am writing about, of all things, post boxes. Oh, yes. Good. Letter boxes, street furniture. Uh, we, we're very fortunate in Galway, in County Galway, that we have a journal, a society that had been producing a journal since the year 1900, the Galway Archaeological and Historical Society. And they produce a journal every year, or almost every year. And while a lot of the articles are very academic, they're hugely significant and important. And one of them, I, I pick up one of these volumes every now and then, and I came across an article written by Jimmy O'Connor, the late Jimmy O'Connor, postmaster uh over just over 30 years ago and it was <clears throat> he said aspects of the history of postal history in galway but in fact it's it's very i can't say it's comprehensive but it's very thorough and uh it gives one a very very good sense of the postal history in galway and we know it goes back a very long way because he's managed to track the words post or post and litter, which means letter, of course, <clears throat> in 15th century Irish manuscripts. So we know that there was some kind of a postal system back then. Now, there was always, you know, people riding on horseback with a message from one person <laughs> to the other. But the postal thing was beginning to creep in and become a lot more popular. And in 1657, a bill was passed. And this was for settling the postage of England, Scotland, and Ireland. It set up a government monopoly of the service. And so that was the beginnings of organized postal in our life, well, not our lifetime, our neck of the woods. The first Galway post office was established in 1653. That is a long, long, long time ago. And yeah, and then gradually... From that, a network of post offices began to grow throughout the county. So the uh, introduction of a uniform penny postage system in 1840 meant a rapid growth of correspondence, of people writing letters to each other. And uh, <clears throat> so a demand was there for more locations to leave your post more roadside posting facilities. Now, France had been the leader in this. They had already established a system of post boxes, but there was an awful lot of nervousness in this country about installing them. There were People were just worried. Were they secure? You know, <laughs> are our letters safe in there? Would I they know, be stolen, etc.? But the first uh, record of a letter box erected in Galway was in March 1858. 1858, now that's a very long time ago, <clears throat> when a wall box was sanctioned at Taylor's Hill. This was almost certainly a box which had a VR, Victoria Regina, cipher situated at the Croft on Taylor's Hill, uh, a house which is still there on Taylor's Hill. Uh, this uh, wall box, the door of it was later replaced with an SE cipher, Searstoth Airden which was fitted in the 1920s after the original door was damaged. <clears throat> in June 1858, a wall box was sanctioned at William Street. Uh, 
There was another application for one at Flood Street, but this was refused because the site was within a very short distance of two other receptacles of letters. I'm not <laughs> quite sure where they were. Yes, I wonder. <clears throat> but there was the one I think most people will remember was in April 1866. And this was on the corner of Main Guard Street and High Street. And this was a unique hexagonal box. It was named after Penfold, J.W. Penfold. He was, in fact, the designer of this. Uh, but very few of these were made. It was a very elegant piece of street furniture. And it was in use until quite recently when some Egypt reversed into it and mm. did some damage to it and it was removed. And well, that's such a pity. Yeah, well, it was. It was because it was a very much a part of uh, the furniture and of the street, the two yes. streets. I remember the, it. <clears throat> yeah. No, uh, people complained about letters being caught up in the internal construction of these. Uh, but the, that one in High Street seemed to work perfectly. We used it all the time. And uh, anyway, they kind of reverted from... Uh, the hexagonal design then to cylindrical boxes. Uh, so in 1872, we now know that there were boxes at Rockbarton, in Salt Hill, in Nye Lodge, in Main Garden Street, and Air Square. And for, for some reason, they never realized for many years that these boxes didn't bear any royal cipher or indeed <clears throat> any indication that they belonged to the post office. Most of the very early ones, they were painted dark green. Uh, <clears throat> but then in 1874, they started to color them red in London. And, of course, right. this spread uh, all over. I honestly don't know if uh, the boxes in Ireland were painted red. I certainly don't ever remember hearing of that. I think they probably were always green in this country. Well, certainly know, after 1922, they were green. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yes. And what they did then was they removed most of the, the yeah. symbols of royal ciphers. Yeah, uh, yeah. And letters, because there's some, there's some to King George, I think, and Rex. There is. George yeah, Rex you're quite right, yeah, yeah. In the Galway area. I know, so yeah. these are quite ancient. They're quite interesting monuments, actually. <laughs> yeah, the, the courthouse square had uh, a box uh, with the George V cipher. George and that v. was erected after 1910, yeah. Right. There was one at the Jesuit church, and that had Edward VII cipher. Edward VII, uh, imagine, yeah. Yeah, so that would have been just after his 1903 visit, that that would have been put in. Uh, there was one at University Road, and this was what was called an A-type. It was a very large wall box. Now, some of these were freestanding, some of them. In 1910, there were 16 pillar boxes in Galway. 16? That's yeah. an awful lot. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, the, there was also an Edward VII wall box at Seamount in Salt Hill. Good. And again, that had the door replaced and uh, a Sears Thoughts Airden door put on it. And there were a few, although I can't remember these, Ronnie. Maybe you can. There were a few occasional lamp boxes. These were clamped onto poles, much smaller than the usual receptacle. No, um, I don't. I don't remember them at all, Tom. No, no nor I. Mm. Uh, so I have used six photographs today of oh, the various no. things. Yeah. 
and uh, of di different types of pillar boxes between freestanding and uh, wall boxes. And, uh, and as I say, all of this <coughs> came from a remarkable article written by Jimmy, the late Jimmy O'Connor in the Galway Archaeological Journal. And uh, it, it was a real pleasure to read it. Now, it's, it's an aspect of our history that has kind of disappeared. There are almost no traces of any of these left in the city. I'm sure they're there, all right, but I don't know of them. Yeah. Uh, but it's a part of our history, nevertheless, and certainly a, an important part of our postal history. I think and I remember very well using these uh, receptacles quite often. Oh, Tom! You know, well, yeah. you didn't mention the one at the end of the the Black Gates and Lenaway Park because one of the great thrills of my boyhood was my mother giving me a letter in the in in our house, and I'd walk down a small boy, and I'd lean, stand on my toes, and I'd put that letter in the letter box. Now that letter box at the end of Lenaway Park, they took it away one dark night. Uh, for no reason at all. They must have been doing something with the road. But I'd imagine the post office finds these letterbox collections a bit of a nuisance. They'd prefer probably that we delivered our letters and parcels to the post office so it was yeah, easier for yeah. them to manage. But anyway, in the dark of night, they took away this post, this pillar box at the end of our Lenaboy Park. Well, I was the first to complain and I went to our the chairman of our residence association, Dermot Power, who can get very cross. And Dermot marched off to the postmaster and said, what's this insult that you paid to people in Lower Salt Hill? And it was reinstalled, Tom, I'm glad to say. <laughs> and, I, and I use it regularly. I use it regularly, even for the sake of having it used. And I don't think many people use it, actually. But still, it's such a convenient thing. It's also a beautiful thing. And as you say, it's yeah. part of street furniture. It has a little history. It has a story. And I oh, think yeah. it's, it's part of Galway. It's part yeah. of, of course, the other problem with them was, in a sense, that we became so used to them, we passed them by without realizing that they were right. there at all. That's you know? right. And uh, yeah, So, but they were a serious part of our history. And no question. in some cases, very elegant. Addition yes. to the street furniture, you know. Yes. Uh, I mean, when you look at some of the street furniture today. Oh, dear. I, for some reason, the corporation have put in these seated arrangements in Middle Street <laughs> and Dominic Street. I know. And they're I know. appalling. They're appalling things. They're I ugly. I don't understand it. I don't understand oh. it, Tom. I really don't. Yeah, nor I. And a very expensive, I suggest, as well. Yeah. Well, at, anyway. least, at least they should be there should be appropriate shrubs and flowers put in them, but they're not appropriate. So it looks like a mess. It looks like an unfinished flower arrangement. Now, I agree Dominic Street needs a bit of colour put into it here and there because it's a lovely street. It's a street of restaurants, a street of little pubs, a street that's coming into its own, developing its own character. Like, I love the idea of the West. You know what I mean? That yeah, I hear They here. see themselves yeah. as a little division within the town. Yeah. But those flower pots or whatever they're called are not a success. They should reassess them. But could I just go back, Tom, and make a case for that little freestanding uh, letterbox there at the corner of Main Guard Street and High Street? That should be put back. That really should be put back. I agree. It's an artifact. It's an historical artifact. And it's even if they sealed it so that it couldn't be used, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. I think it, it was part of the cityscape 
and the street landscape for such a very long, 150 years more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and but as I say, very often used as well by all of the people in that general area. I bet I mean, it was. hundreds and hundreds of letters have I put into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. No, no, and we knew all we all knew the time the postman would collect the post yeah. from there. So so you had you you, you timed yourself accordingly. You yes. Know? Yes, it's five o'clock the collection is in Lower Thorntail. But um yeah, no, I think we should we should make a case that, that should be returned. I yeah. I know it's it's disgraceful when trucks bash into these things, but that it happens and we should just pick it up again, up again, up again in place and carry on. Not yeah. to historical furniture like that I think is a shame I think that's oh, yeah yeah I agree it's a shame to lose it yeah but, yeah Tom, I think that's a very well put story this week I'm going to regard them now with, with affection yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you yeah. thanks to your alliteration well listen okay. Tom I wish you good luck in your trick and treating tonight I hope you do well well lots of sweets oh yeah oh, Tom, well um Tom, I'm going to see you on next Saturday, I understand. Yes, yes. Then we have the launch of our book, All Going Well. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I'm very much looking forward to it. And our next podcast will be done from the launch. Oh, oh nice, Tom. Well, yeah. all going well, I will be there, Tom. And I look So forward. get the zoobs ready and have yeah. the throat clear. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. I'm sucking them as, as we talk. All yeah. right, Tom. Good okay. night. I, yeah. I'll see you Saturday. The Take care, Jay. Tom. Yeah. God bless. Take care. Nice, nice to talk. <laughs>